Welcome to another episode of Brewers. I'm Erica. And I'm Matt. And this is the podcast that tells you the stories behind your favorite beer. Each week we take a look behind the scenes at the craft beer industry. And now, on to the episode. <laughs> what up, guys? What up? Hey. We've had a hell of a day. Uh, we were in Maine. So if you guys follow us on social media, you probably saw earlier this week that we were in Maine. If you didn't, you should have. You should have, yeah. it was great. And uh, where did we go today? We went to... So we went to Bare Bones. Uh, then we went to Lone Pine in their new location. That's correct. Um, Beautiful new location. It'd be awesome. Yes. It was really... Yeah. Um, we, yeah, were gotten, and then, we got invited a couple weekends ago, but Erica and I both had to go to a wet, separate wedding, but we yep, had to go to a wedding yep. and... And then we were at Austin Street at their newer location as well, yeah. which was beautiful. beautiful. We yeah. saw so many beautiful really, breweries today. Yeah. 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 Uh, then we went to. Yeah, then we on our own. We went to. Um, we went to Bissell fire, Brother. The Good Fire. Yeah, we went called? to Good yeah, Fire. Good fire. Yep. Then we and went then to, to Bissell, Bissell Brothers. Ended yep. up Bissell Brothers, and we met uh, the Beer Mama. Yeah. Which I'm sure many of our listeners Shout probably already follow. Beer Mama. She was so nice, wicked down to earth, and mm, it was just chill. good to hear um, from a fellow like you know we don't call ourselves like an influencer, but like. She's yeah. definitely immersed in the main beer scene, um, yeah. New England beer scene as a whole. Um, so it was just kind of cool to hear um, her cool perspective her on like some trends. And yeah. um, even though we are, you know, only what, Ryan, what was it, like 60 miles away, 70 miles from? Yeah, oh, yeah 71, 70, I think. Yeah. Chain, yeah. It's awesome that within 70, 80 miles, you know, you can have... A similar but different... A whole other beer world, beer really. Worlds. I mean... Um, I think we yeah. always brag that we're in such an amazing area, but we really But no, really, are. we are. We're <laughs> so lucky. Like, Especially you guys. I don't live as close as But you could you do, imagine if and... you lived in, like, New Mexico? And this is no knock against New Mexico, but literally... Anywhere we in the drove, We drove 70 miles. Yeah. And if you were in were New like Mexico, right in core breweries. in the middle, you would still be in New Mexico. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, we're very, very lucky. Um, we had a great time. So, thank you to everyone who, um, you know, just treated made, us with yeah. like such good hospitality. It yeah, was awesome. and made today possible. Yeah. 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 Seriously, and we got some great episodes coming up. All we the interviews do. were really, really, really great. They were awesome. Um, everyone again was super knowledgeable about what they make. They got. You could just see their faces. They just lit up mm. with, um, you know, what they're proud of. Enthusiasm. And <laughs> they're, they're super proud of what they're bringing to the table well, th- over in Maine. I think what happens is a lot of these breweries get hit with um, initial press, right? You know, you know, the local newspaper wants to do an interview with them and they talk they're about... They're opening up. They're opening yeah, up. Yeah. So what's cool is a lot of them... You know, they still do press. Maybe they do like a magazine or something, but it's not, but not to the same really. extent. Yeah, yeah. Not really. Yeah. They don't do stuff like this anymore. So yeah, it's funny. We talk to them and they have to kind of think, think about like, like, oh, yeah, oh, I didn't. Yeah, like, wow, we haven't discussed this in a while. Yeah, like, and it's it's cool to hear when someone's like, yeah, it did suck opening a brewery, yeah. but like, I'm glad that we, we did it this it, way. Like, right? yeah. you know, I, we often ask, like, is there something that you wish that you did differently? And people are like, no, I mean, at the yeah maybe like there are like there's order like minor more. things yeah like maybe yeah. like order more like cups, cups or yeah whatever. or like don't have disposable cups have regular cups yeah. you know it's like yeah but it's growing pains and you know I, I we love doing this because even though every story is similar they're so different they're also right? different like, yeah yep yeah. yeah and that's and that's 
completely with our point today with our episode with our friends Remnant in uh, Somerville. And Erica, can you tell us what we're drinking from Remnant right Ooh, now? Right now, this is one of my we're faves, having, yeah. yeah, no, it's really good. We're yeah. having some of the parts, which is really cool. So it was a three brewery, what you call it, um, collab. Yeah, like, they called us something call it something like on the a, episode. No, let the episode, because yeah, I forget. Exactly. Yeah. You know, stay tuned, because they have a really cool way of describing it on the episode. Um, yeah, so the three brewery collab between Remnant, Aeronaut Brewery, and Winter Hill. And yes. Remnants was some of the parts. I think actually they all were. They were all called some, some of the parts. parts just spelled but Aeronaut, no, some. Aeronaut was the only one. Sorry, not to cut you off. It's Aeronaut okay. was the only one that did S U M. That's what I mean. It was spelled differently. Yes. Yeah. The yeah. some part was spelled differently. We uh, uh, were lucky enough. I was lucky enough mm-hmm. to have the Winter Hill one. I think you had all only, three. Yeah, I had all three. I only had two of them. In the Remnant one. I'm sorry, Aeronaut. Big shout out to last week's episode. If you have not listened to it, <laughs> awesome. Listen. I, um, that was more of a l- lager forward. Um, lager, hoppy lager, and this one is more hop. Hop forward, yeah, uh, yeah, and but then, also still very bright, clean, crisp, correct. easy drinking. And then the Winter Hill one was definitely a good blend of the two, nice. which was awesome. I mean, but um, Remnant has the prize in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We don't rate beers. We don't. We'll let Dave do that. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But have you guys been catching Dave's beer reports? We 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 sometimes not not forget, but we sometimes fail to mention it. Uh, Dave does awesome beer out. reports. He for does us. awesome. Like he goes in super depth. Uh, so if you ever are curious about a certain beer, check him out because he's probably reviewed it, and you know you'll yeah. learn a lot. And we've partnered up with him for this week as well. He's going to make a dent to remnant and hopefully try one yep. of their beers. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. But Ryan, yes, sir. Can we talk about the shirt you're wearing today? Yeah. So I got my shirt. Uh, this is a Chicago shirt. From nice uh, one. I know, right? I like um, it. From shirts on tapped, and with our promo code, you can uh, use the promo code Brew Roots and get your first box for five dollars. Whoa, Ryan, five dollars? Yeah. yeah, all the breweries we went to today. I'm pretty sure the shirts were all at least twenty five, thirty dollars plus. Plus, yeah, yeah. And Erica, how much was yours today? Um, it's like twenty bucks, I think. Yeah, oh, was it yeah. It's a pretty good yeah. price, which but, isn't bad, but yeah. So. Um, what Shirts on Tap's able to do, though, is customize a brewery shirt that you're liking. So if you like that, you know, looser material, or if you like the one that's a little bit form-fitting, long, long sleeve, sleeve, tank top, baseball, baseball tees. tees. Those are back. They yeah. had some flannels today, um, this month as well, yeah. which was cool. Also, I really like this month. Uh, I thought that the Chicago box, of course, which I am a big fan of with the guitar and the hops coming out of it, is kick-ass. So if you like it, we have a link on our website. They're one of our partners. Go check them out and get your first box for $5. Hell yeah. 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 So we did plenty of drinking today. So we are not doing a dessert stout beer. No. no. And Ryan's no. really, really happy about that. I am so happy. I <laughs> didn't have to drink a single one today. But I awesome. do <laughs> want to discuss the topic of dessert stouts with us. Okay. Yeah. Because I think what we say? often say Ryan doesn't like them. But I don't, I don't actually know no. why you don't like them. Why I don't like them? Yeah, and I think our listeners want to know. Why does Ryan not like dessert? Um, Stats. Okay. Pastries. <laughs> pastries. <laughs> well, we, we found All out pastries. that I will eat donuts today. Yes. Um, but I don't want them in beer. In, 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 oh, who was it? Um, that was um, Austin Street. Was we it? talked about it, I think. Yeah, yeah, and he nailed it. He He put in words what I just couldn't articulate and basically he was like you know a good dry stout 
is the way to go. I don't want to put table food. That's what it was. Yeah, inside table food. of my beer. Yeah, I just think that is just not. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, because as soon as you do that, you know, in my opinion, it just it ruins the reason you're drinking that stout. Um, but I will say that I believe it was Lone Pine Correct. Yep. that said, if you're going to do those type of stouts... Oh, yeah. Start with a nice, solid you, beer. You want to make yeah. a solid beer to then add to that um, to get those flavor profiles that you want. Yep. And I don't think a lot of the desserts um, and pastry stouts I've had has been like that. Yeah, I feel like there's something kind of like loaded up with Yeah, like they just did it all at once. And I think they really should have done the the good stout first. I would say that the only one arguably that I've liked was probably the Gunner's Daughter. Interesting, yeah. Um, But it seems that that was a, I would hope, like a solid beer Mm. before they put like the peanut butter and everything in. Um, or maybe peanut butter is just easier to deal with when yeah. you're doing that kind of thing. Um, so, but I know Lone Pine was dealing with that donut thing. Yeah. You know, that's, I mean, God, that must be insane to deal with. So when they're um, doing the the stout, um, it definitely, they, they talked through that they focused on making that stout great first and then they ordered the 300 plus pounds of donuts to put inside of it was 300 it was 300 donuts not not pounds but close that was close the number was right on so ryan if you wanted to brew a pastry stout the way that you wanted to do it do you think there's a resource available for you where could you go for that Oh, I know exactly where to go. Funny you ask. <laughs> Funny you ask. Um, beer and Wine Hobby. And guess what? We have a promo code for that, too. And you can get Woo! 10% off of your order. That's awesome. Including classes. So yeah. if I really wanted to learn how to make a kick-ass pastry stout that I would enjoy. You go to their intro brew class. Hell yeah. yeah. And then probably have to do a few more after that. But yeah. Erica, what I, would you do if someone said, I just want to brew pastry stouts? I'd be like, yo, I got you. <laughs> Let's do it. I mean, what? And I'd help you out. I mean, I, I again, I mean, I don't, I'm not a huge science person behind this stuff. Um, but what? Good. What's different in the process of doing like a pastry stout than, let's say, like a a, a lager or um, an IPA, etc. Lager is probably way harder. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, um, I know. Yeah, I know lagers. <laughs> I know lagers are really hard because, um, as we were talking today with, um, I believe it was uh, uh, Austin Street. Austin Street. Yeah. You know, you you can't hide behind it. Yeah. Um, because everything is just so upfront. Um, well, it's a very simple every, beer. Yeah, you can yeah. taste every. Anything that's wrong with yeah, it. Totally. But a pastry stout, I think you can still taste things that are wrong with it. In my, again, well, this like is coming from too, me. It's the high ABV. So yeah. you add a lot of lactose. So you add a lot of other crazy flavors and it's high alcohol. So all those things kind of mask whatever minor imperfections could be in the beer. Correct. Um, I don't know. But I, just, I think yeah. to even like echo what Eric is saying is, I think maybe my number one complaint about a dessert stout, and I'm certainly a bigger fan than you, There's is... There's too much in them. No, is that... When you have something that's like a red velvet cake stout, and it doesn't taste like red velvet uh, cake... Oh, okay. It's like... You're like, why? Why? <laughs> yeah. 
right? Yeah. yeah or I mean, like we had that mint one from Winter Hill last yeah, week. Yeah. And, and it was just like. I guess it was true to the name, which after <laughs> I was well, talking I, to a few friends, I'm like, yeah, it was a thick mint, right? I'm like, yeah, it was thick mint. So good on you. But I was expecting was, yeah. um, a little sweeter, like a thin mint yeah, from uh, Girl Scouts. Yeah, chocolate with the mint being the yeah. undertone of yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. But, but it was more in the form. Well, it wasn't a thin mint. It was a thick mint. It was mint. a thick yeah. mint. So. <laughs> thick mint. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so anyway, beer and wine hobby. Um, use your promo code BREWROOTS for 10% yeah. off And of we ship your order. things. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. So if you're not in this area, order online and shipping's free for anything over $35. So oh, that's awesome. we'll ship it all over the US. Yeah. And if you have, if you are also far away and you have no idea, just give them a call. They'll be more than willing to help yeah. you out. Yeah. Call us, reach out on our social media. We are more than happy to help you guys out. And grow some hops this summer because that's what I'm doing. Yeah. So Erica... A subject that's near and dear to, I think, all of our hearts, and we ask it almost every interview, is what's your involvement with Pink Boots? What's going oh, on with yeah, Pink Boots? yeah, what's going on? So let me grab some deets for you. I got them right here. But I know that you are participating, and we hyped it a couple of weeks ago, but Erica's forearms muscles are huge. Ooh, yeah. Massive. Right now. Yep. I'm Erica's not really impressed, but that's okay. Erica's I believe in you. Thank not you. only yeah. be impressed, yo. Representing <laughs> beer and wine hobby, but she's also representing breweries. Yeah. Hell yeah. At Ipswich Ale. Nope. Uh, not no. Ipswich Ale. At True, True, North. True North. Oh my oh, god. Man. I'm wow. so sorry. Wow. At he True said North. Too much. Yeah. <laughs> At True North. And yep. uh we better win. Yeah. No, I know there's some tough competition. There are. There's some like real legit brewery, brewing women, like women brewers. Uh who definitely do a lot more than I do on a day-to-day basis. So I'm looking forward to, you know, seeing how I stack up, but I'm sure they're going to be some tough competitions. So, yeah. But uh, any other events going on? I know that we just... Yeah. So that's what I was going to mention. So our next meeting is June 3rd at 5 p.m. Members get $5. You pay $5 a go. Non-members is $20 but again, non-members, please come. If you are in the beer industry and want to learn more about Pink Boots, please join us. Where is that? Um, is this that one is Trillium? at Trillium. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And it's a new place every time. So last month we were at Turtle Swamp. Um, yeah, it's always changing. So. And Erica, I don't know if we can talk about this, but if you're a member of Pink Boots, you are eligible to... Uh, yeah, you're eligible to apply to scholarships which range from everything. So the range is from like Cicerone. Uh, people won like Cicerone scholarships last month to big, massive, like educational weekends, weeks, months, events. Like there was a trip to Germany for like a couple weeks where you would go and learn different brewing techniques from German brewers. Uh, so there's, it's a huge, huge thing. So if you want to learn more on how to brew, just, you know, the beer industry general stuff, it's a great resource erica is this public knowledge or would i be sharing something i shouldn't be sharing mm, i don't know if it's quite public yet all right so Let's tune in next week later yeah next week and we'll talk a little bit more about what if you can read between the lines you probably know but but just tune in tuned, next week okay? to know exactly what the story is all about, about. <laughs> yeah great story guys yeah. thanks ryan <laughs> <laughs> you know when ryan really appreciates a story it's a good one but um who wants to introduce this week's episode? I'll introduce them. Yeah. Yeah. So this week we are talking to 
Charlie and Brittany from Remnant Brewing. In Somerville, Massachusetts. Cheers. Cheers. Erica, we are in lovely Somerville. Again. Again. I feel like we've been here a lot lately. Because there's good beer down here. Exactly. And we're inside, which kind of stinks, because it's freaking nice out. It's and beautiful outside. All, all the patrons, Finally. we're able to record in such a quiet environment. Because everyone's outside. Everyone's outside. <laughs> um, and if you can't tell by the background noise, we are at... Remnant Brewing. Which usually it's louder than this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And we're here with Charlie and Brittany. Thank you guys for taking some time out of your busy days to do this. Uh, Thanks for having us. No problem. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so we start every episode by asking our guests um, your first memory of beer and your role here at Remnant. All right, I'll start. <laughs> All right. I think um, one of my first memories of beer is of Labatt Blue, because <laughs> I'm from Vermont. <laughs> nice. That was definitely the, one of the first uh, ever beers that I had, and I said, cool, I'm never going to drink beer <laughs> again. And, um, and then, you know, uh, Hogarden came along, Lef came along, and I started getting more excited about beers that you can't find everywhere. Yeah. Um, that was a long time ago. Feels like a long time ago. <laughs> uh, and I'm the GM here. I don't think I drink those beers anymore, but I'm sure they're still being made. <laughs> probably, probably. True. Yeah, I mean, I actually, oddly enough, have a good memory uh, from high school of drinking a Red Wolf. Red Wolf was like, sort of like Red Dog, I guess. Yeah. But, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah I had some that beer would dog. probably taste horrible right now, but like <laughs> for some reason at that time in high school, I didn't know anything about beer, and I, I was like, wow, beer can be really good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and your role here. That's awesome. I'm the head brewer. Head brewer. Excellent. Uh, so I'm guessing in Vermont, were you guys both from Vermont or where are you from? Um, I'm from Massachusetts all the way. All the way. Uh, cool. I'm sure growing up you didn't say to your parents, hey, I'd like to own a brewery in <laughs> Somerville. Uh, what was like the original plan for you guys? Sure. Um, well, I guess I feel really lucky because my parents were always like, you're going to go to school, you're going to go to college, you're, you're going to be the best in your class and you're going to just get out there and, and do something cool. And my dad has owned his own business. Um, so I really felt, I don't know, I guess I didn't feel a lot of pressure to make a decision. I was just like, well, you know, my parents say I'm good at what I do, so it's all <laughs> going to work out. Uh, I started getting into like the restaurant industry and service industry through coffee. So cafes were my first kind of like guest interaction job. And, um, I realized I like talking to people a lot more than I like sitting behind a computer. And, um, I guess the rest from there is history, coffee shop after coffee shop. I, I got to work at a few awesome places and um, yeah when I was approached with the idea of coming on at Remnant and really being able to run this space and like introduce a coffee shop yeah. uh, I also remember working for coffee shops and saying I'll never open my own coffee shop because <laughs> <laughs> it's a pain and there's milk everywhere and um, but yeah then here we are so did Remnant bring you to Massachusetts or had you already made your way this Got way? Got it. No, I was living in Boston. Um, I came down here to go to Northeastern. And then when I graduated, I started working at a coffee shop because I just wanted to take it easy after graduating. Yep. And, and like I said, one coffee shop led to another. Um, and that kind of led me into restaurant jobs and learning about wine and beer in general. Um, I worked as a tour guide in downtown Boston for a while. Nice. <laughs> and that's why my voice sounds like this now. <laughs> Yeah, cool. so um, I I was in the area kind of starting to think about what my next steps were when Remnant came about. 
and now my next steps are staying here for as long as I can. Yeah. yeah. So they have the idea of the coffee shop beforehand, or did you really bring that here? I guess I want to say it was it kind of hand in hand. Yeah. So one of our co-founders was was really adamant about like, just loving the idea when you travel in Europe, especially, but in New York and Chicago, you can go to you can go into a bar and they'll have an espresso machine behind the bar as well, right. and you right. can just get a beer and an espresso. And as the ideas for the market, and we really we realized we we're going to be in this space, in this marketplace with retail yeah. shops and other food vendors, we wanted to also serve the best coffee in this marketplace. Yeah. Um, and so we think it's a better way to interact with our community. And, you know, it's not it's not like we've got a full house all day, but... You do have people in here all day. We're here right? and we're providing, yeah. you know, a work-from-home place that people are yeah. generally really excited to find. That's cool. Awesome. Charlie, what about yourself? As far as uh, how I got into, well, or how I got, um, you didn't you didn't tell your parents you want to be a brewer. Tell us your so, story. like, what did you want to be <laughs> yeah. originally? Well, um, I honestly didn't really have a, much of a plan, um, and uh, then I basically just once I turned twenty one, I, I um, would go into beer stores and and just see all the all the even back then in the late nineties there was a lot of different beers on the shelf at a good beer store like uh, and. And I just kind of like became obsessed, uh, bought some books, you know, yep. uh, some Michael Jackson books, you know, yep. and um, uh, then shortly after that, got into homebrewing with a friend of mine. We, we kind of went off the deep end on that. And, uh, you know, your first year of homebrewing, you brew like 20 batches, you know, yep. and, and uh, uh, my wife, now wife, convinced me to uh, take a, um, the American Brewers Guild course, it was like at was like a six-month online course, um, and um, then from there got into professional brewing and continued home brewing. Mm. Um, now I don't have time to home brew. But <laughs> before we get a little bit more into the space, where did you cut your teeth before Remnant? Um, well, so I was head brewer at Mystic in uh, circa like 2015-2017. Um, uh, right before Remnant, I was at um, Castle Island doing QC. Cool. cool. Um, both of those are awesome jobs. Um, I love the people I work with and love the beer we were making. Um, and uh, several other jobs before that, including I started at Beerworks. Um, yeah. Worked at a couple of the different Beerworkses and also at Harpoon. Yep. Um, just learned a ton and uh, worked with a lot of great people. Yeah. So the system here is a little bit smaller than what was at Castle Island, I'm guessing. Yep. Uh, do you want to talk about what we're brewing on here? Yeah. Definitely. This is a, um, we have a seven barrel stout electric brew system. That's the brew house. Um, the fermenters and the bright tanks are twice that size, so they're 15 barrel. Um, most of the time we're really doing more like six, six and a half barrel batches, leave plenty of headspace in the tanks. Yeah. Uh, avoid dry hop geysers <laughs> and yeah. other mishaps. Yeah, a lot of sure. cleaning. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm happy with it, very happy with the system. Were you able to basically say, the owner say, you know, Charlie, what do you want to brew on? Or was this stuff here before you came in? No, I mean, we were, it, I mean, the, the, uh, our co-founders have both worked in breweries before. So, That's um, helpful. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so they, they did a lot of the um, sort of research on what brew system to get. But everything, they ran everything by me, you know. And, uh, cool. And we... Before we pulled the trigger on it, we had some phone calls with um, head brewers that were actually brewing on 
this exact system and uh, picked their brain. And, and so it, it was a collaborative thing. Nice. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. I have that, yeah. All right. So we kind of know a little bit about your past food industry, coffee. You've been basically a brewer since you've you know, over 21. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, yeah. I, the only other interesting thing that I did was um, sell cheese. <laughs> and that was pretty awesome, too, <laughs> prior to getting into brewing. Nice. Leaving a place like Castle Island, um, which seems like a pretty stable job. Uh, yeah. They're very... They're distributed throughout Massachusetts. Um, did it was it a big risk to, to come to an unknown? You know, uh, I didn't really see it like that. Um, just because this seemed like a great location, and um, I I know the people. Um, you know, I, I know the our co-founders and Brittany, and um, have a lot of confidence in them. And you know, I I felt like we could kill it here so um i didn't really think it was that much of a risk honestly. yeah same for you yeah 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 we talked about it a lot you know before we opened like is this a good idea <laughs> is this going to yeah. work everyone's opening a brewery like everybody yeah. has opened a brewery yeah. they're just popping up left and right like is this really the right move but you know we kept looking at cities like austin cities like portland that have more and more breweries and yeah. and everyone seems to be doing fine and even now, what I see and what I say is that on a Saturday, if we have a line, that means people want to drink beer. And that means right. more people want to drink beer than can drink beer here. Right. So give them more breweries. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Uh, this area, you know, it's not saturated by hop forward beers. Uh, and I attribute I, I that. That's, yeah. that's awesome. I think that's yeah. a really cool thing. Um, you know, I'm, we're drinking a hoppy lager. You're drinking the pink fruits beer. Um, yeah which is, remind me again. It's the Belgian wit, you said? Yeah, right? yeah. It's yeah. called Which One's Pink, and it's a Belgian wit with tangerine peel, coriander, and plum um, puree. Ooh. Ooh. Delish. And the Pink Boots Hot Blend. Yes. Oh, yeah. yes. Yes. <laughs> what, what do you guys do to stand out? You know, you said there's five breweries and a cidery within, what, a quarter mile radius? Yeah, here. yeah. Um, how do you stand out? I mean, this is a completely different space than Aeronaut, completely different space than Winter Hill. Um, yeah, I guess I'll talk to kind of the community aspect, um, and then Charlie can talk about the beer. Uh, we're really trying to create a space that's that's extremely exclusive, inclusive, and that um, you know any night that you come here, you'll find an event that either you're like, oh, cool, I had no idea that that was going on. Um, we've hosted story readings, we host an improv night a couple Sundays a month. We have a running club that comes here once a month. We have, host a feminist queer happy hour. Um, it's just like a networking yeah. um, meet and greet kind of. We've hosted mass oyster project fundraisers and fundraisers for um, the Boston area rescue, animal rescue coalition. Yeah. You know. Does that sound right? <laughs> uh, and it, it's been really fun to to use our space um, to open our doors to just everyone in our community. You know, different age groups, different demographics. And to see people who aren't your most typical brewery goers. And I think that is one, you know, that's one way to stand out. And being able to offer a coffee product or a non-alcoholic product so that two friends can walk in. You know, like we, we get a lot of pregnant women who aren't yeah. trying to take down a lot of beers, <laughs> but they can feel like they're still, they're not you know, they're not being rude and not ordering anything. They're drinking a nice tea and they're hanging out with their friends and family. Right. And, um, 
and we really want this to just be a place for everyone and I think that we're achieving that yeah before Charlie uh, mm. is that something that was instilled with you at like a young age you know that community aspect because you know I think a lot of times you see breweries open their doors and then they slowly start to build community yeah. um, because they they see that there's a different market out there because they realize you know on a Thursday afternoon or Thursday evening people might be at home so they need to attract sure I guess I've I've actually often said you can open your doors and you can have a vision about what you want but you can't control who comes through the door so true and sometimes <laughs> that's that's awesome and it's a wide variety of people yeah. and sometimes that is a certain demographic that you know is really specific to a region mm-hmm. um, or a neighborhood and you know you you have to adapt your business you know opening the coffee shop in Fort Point, we had a really like interesting demographic who had no idea what we were doing and they kind of <laughs> they evolved to accept what we were doing as far as it being a coffee shop. Yeah. And then opening a coffee shop on Newbury Street was a really different animal. So here, you know, Somerville is incredibly diverse. There's so many different just ages and economic levels and um all races are here in Somerville. People are getting into higher ed. People are not. It's a melting pot, yeah. <laughs> it really yeah. is. Um, and I feel lucky that we were able to open our doors and, and, and see everyone walk through the door. But I also, I guess I have to say, anyone who says, hey, I, I'm part of this event, I want to host this organization, my answer is pretty much yes. Unless there's a good reason to say no. <laughs> but, you know, the idea that w- we want to try anything once and... If we can, just last night we hosted a um, a film screening about like urban planning and community involvement in urban planning, cool. and a lot of the people who came out are people who are concerned about Somerville's future. Yeah, and that feels important to be, you know, the way that like in the revolution the bars were the place that people came and right. and had descent toward the public crown. Houses, totally. yeah. Public yeah. Houses, yeah. It's pretty cool to be like, we can provide that space where people can talk about what's going on in our community, argue about it, and hopefully leave either feeling more educated or that they've made a difference. Yeah. Mm. So it, it feels really awesome to have that kind of platform. Yeah. That's really cool. And then as far as the beer. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, sorry to have you follow that up. That was pretty good. That was great. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're, we're friends with and fans of Aeronaut and Winter Hill and, and all the other breweries. Yeah. And Cambridge Brewing Company. Small change. Totally. Oh, They're awesome. Lampler. Yeah. Everyone around here is great. Um, and we're all, we all have slightly different vibes in, in our tap rooms and slightly different sort of house characters of our beers. And, um, and it's awesome. And um, I mean, for me, I'm just, I'm just trying to make um, beers that focus on making beers that I'm good at making. Um, we're not we're not a brewery that's going to do like a classic style of every single beer in the yeah. beer styles book. Um, I'm just trying to focus on what I'm good at, um, which is you know a lot of IPAs with real pure um, fruit character to them. Um, uh, a lot of uh, we do do a few session beers. Um, we have an oat pale ale that that's a pretty unique um, beer called Dream Pop um, that. 
That's next on my list. I was reading about that earlier today. It sounds really cool. Yeah, that's our best thing beer. You yeah. should definitely try that. Um, <laughs> that's what we're drinking. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Uh, but I also love saisons. So, you know, saisons and, and sours as well. We do a lot of kettle sours with saison yeast. Cool. Um, uh, and barrel-aged beers. We've got a lot of barrels sitting right where um, yeah, right the guests are, really. yeah. uh, right out in the tap room. We, we don't have room for them in the actual <laughs> brewery. Yeah. If you've been here, it's very tight. Yeah. Um, but, but there's lots of barrels in... Uh, we do some sours in the barrels. We do, you know, high alcohol stouts and an oat wine is in some of That's the barrels awesome. right now. So, I think beer wise, also we're Charlie's doing an awesome job at having kind of something for everyone. There's always a dark beer. There's always Sounds like, like a, yeah. a saison or sour. There's a really accessible, like drinkable beer. And when people walk in and they they will tend to be looking for a certain style, but we, yeah. we may say, okay, well, we don't really have a lager, but we have this steam beer. Yeah. Um, and, and people have been really receptive of just like tasting it. Cool. I'm into that. Yeah. And, um, our list does change a lot too. And I mean, I think our, our neighborhood breweries are often changing up what they're doing. They're pretty small too. Yeah. Um, mm. but that's something that is, you know, as a, I guess as a, as a stock person trying to like stock what we have right. available, there's enough familiarity and enough something new that no matter how often you come, you're probably going to be pleased. I know we love to see variety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So we, I'm really excited about your tap list yeah. for sure. Yeah. There's, there's really only a few beers that we have on most of the time and the rest of it just rotates. Yeah. yeah. So you don't really have any flagships then you'd say, or I would say, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call any of our beers flagships. Mm-hmm. We, I mean, dream pop is on most of the time, but yeah. not all the time. Bow street session is a beer we have on most of the time, but mm-hmm. not all the time. Um, uh, we have a beer called clip art IPA that's on most of the time, but that hot, the hops rotate on that, right. you know, so it's not always the same beer, yeah. you know? Yeah. But, and uh, right now we don't even have it on, so it's two different IPAs <laughs> yeah. so instead. So <laughs> it, a lot of it rotates. A lot of your beers have pretty interesting names, but your name, Remnant, is very like direct and to the point. Uh, what's the story behind? Do you guys know the story behind the name? For sure. So uh, Rem- the name Remnant kind of came out of this space that we're in. Um, Bow Market is this old building that was constructed in like 1930, and has been a garage and a warehouse and kind of just this underutilized, at least for the past memorable time, uh, space. And so when the developers took it over and um, did construction here, we were kind of inspired that we're taking this like remnant of Somerville's industrial history and bringing it back to life. And now, you know, Bow Market is filled with two to 5,000 people on a Saturday coming through to this space that was just completely dead and unused. Um, yeah. Before it's for the pierogies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> um, sure. So, so that was like kind of a part of it. And then I remember suggesting this when the name first came about. And we we're like, okay, well, what's our story about what our name is? We, you know, Charlie and myself and our two co-founders, we all have had really different ways of getting into brewing and getting into being a team right now. And we've each been influenced by our past and kind of like the remnants of what we've picked up throughout our journey through life. And now right. we're all kind of like coalescing and yeah. bringing that together. So that's kind of like the big, big picture remnant. And then the beer names. Oh, uh, <laughs> beer names is, is all over the place. I mean, yeah. some of them we, some of them I come up with, some of them Britt has named a few. Um, 
we, we've got the a staff sp- have named got, a few. Yeah, we've got a, a, a Google Sheets of, that we just like. If you think of a, a crazy name for a beer, you just put it in there. We've heard and that then, before. It oh, seems yeah. to be the and best then, way to go about and it. And about ninety percent <laughs> of them are terrible. But you go back and if you if you can't think of a name, Tweak you, a little you're going to find one in yeah. there that's oh, going to yeah. be exactly right. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. So talking about the brewery again, you are very tight. I know you guys have been over very long, but do you think you'll expand at some point? Or do you think this is kind of it? You like the space that you're in and the size that you're at? I think this is it. I mean, we're yeah. not, there's no room to expand. <laughs> no, yeah. I know. That's what I mean. We, like, <laughs> I mean, we, we have a little bit more capacity. We can make a little bit more beer than we have been making, although yeah. we've been busy. Yeah. But um, there's no physical room to, to get bigger here. Right, <laughs> right. So for us, growing really means growing the off hours of the day and growing yeah. our offerings, whether it's like different retail stuff or yeah. hosting different events or, you know, getting more like corporate happy hours <laughs> that want to be here from three to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Three to yeah, six. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, uh, we're getting, uh, we're going to start trying to push our crowler sales. So the only way you can take your cool. home is yep. in a crowler that we fill off our draft lines. But we want to move to something that's just like a little easier for guests where they can just grab the crawler and go rather mm-hmm. than having to wait for it to be filled. Yeah. So that's our that's our um, next step in expansion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and once yeah, once we max out our capacity, I think that that's really our goal. Like getting to our max capacity, making as much beer as we can and yeah. having people being able to drink it as fast as we can make it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we'll be all set. Yeah. That's you, awesome. You guys are in a similar position to us. Our podcast is not on uh, liquor store shelves, um, <laughs> right? And I, I don't see your beer on, on liquor store shelves. Right. Um, how do you guys get the word out there? Is it more, you know, crowdsourcing or, you know, like people must enjoy themselves, right? Like they're, they're t- one person tells another and that person tells another. Um, sure. We thought about this a lot last summer. So we opened actually just about a year ago. Yep. And um, last summer we took every opportunity, whether it was at a like a festival or um, we did a long-term pop-up at Boston Public Market downtown. Um, we we Erica, did take notes. No, yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, we did. Um, I, I'm trying to remember what else we did, and I can't even. We did like an Austin Winter Market. Basically, yeah. anyone who said, "Will you come pour beer at this?" We said yes because right. we wanted people to see our banner to taste our beer not just yeah. like go with and hand out stickers but like taste our beer taste the, di- the difference yeah yeah and um and then come and search for us and that was a big focus of last year this year we um we're actually hosting a one-year birthday party cool. yeah yeah and we've been <laughs> we've been pushing a lot of advertising for that just so people yeah. know that we're here know that we've been here for a year if they haven't come to visit now's the time to come right. check us yeah. out and um we we keep getting people walking through the door so something is working yeah. <laughs> very cool in a world that's obsessed with smartphones social media um you see a lot of people at breweries kind of have their phones down like this. Still on the table, though. If it buzzes, you can check it. Um, why are breweries special like that? Why are people having conversations, in your opinions? Wow. I mean, I just think it's a great it's a great space for people to kind of um, enjoy, enjoy talking to each other, you know, and, and enjoy a, a handmade product, uh, a handmade um, beer that was made right there. And it's kind of you can it literally goes, see it. Yeah, yeah. It, it yeah. goes it goes with the it's the intimacy of the whole space. Um, it kind of lends itself to 
real conversations and and uh, maybe hopefully um, less stress. You know, hopefully people are relaxing a little bit and enjoying hanging out with each other. Do you guys see a mix of both people doing work? This is a coffee shop as well, so the people are in, engulfed in their business. Engulfed. I don't know if that's the right word, but <laughs> whatever. Engrossed. Yeah, yeah, in their work. Um, but still, it's like a it's a weird mix. There's a really cool balance. I mean, this Saturday, it was Saturday. It was busy. It was packed. And at the end, you know, it was probably 7 p.m. A guest who'd been on his computer all day. He's a regular. He used to come in a lot last summer. He said, thanks so much. I just finished my dissertation. And you guys have been the place that I could get through this. Like, Drinking so a couple awesome. coffees, drinking a couple yeah. beers, and Whoa. like now I'm done. And that was that was a really that's a really cool thing to yeah. hear that no, somebody has cool. made this huge step in their life. Um, I feel like breweries offer a more just this more casual environment where there's not somebody kind of breathing over your neck, being like, "What's next? What's next? What do you need? <laughs> yeah. uh, are you ready to leave?" And there's also you know there's not a ton of seating, so people are standing up a lot more, and you can't hold your beer and your phone. Yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah, that's a big part of it too. Yeah, yeah. that's a big part of it. <laughs> yep. Cool. All right, <laughs> so we're here in this tap room. Like, how many how many seats in here? How how many can this like mm. legally fit? Oh sure. Well, seats. There's um, I think there's 82 seats, okay. and our the AGM that we started with last year who has since left sadly she built all of them <laughs> i built like 10 and she built all the rest <laughs> oh my gosh nice. yeah um our capacity is 180 okay wow so it feels good holy cow 180 in here it that feels includes good. the patio okay right so it feels good but on a sunny day there can be 120 people on the patio and like nobody inside yeah. <laughs> kind of like it was when, like, we first came yeah, in. when we first came in yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. Uh, you guys um have been open for a year. What is something that you wish you told yourselves a year ago that you know now? Mm. Such a cliche question. Put the espresso machine in a different spot. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's great. I mean, there's there's some details about the you know where the glycol jackets are on the fermenter, mm. um, stuff like that. Um, but I honestly don't have a lot of regrets about how we planned things. Um, besides a few minor things that you that's boring to talk about. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. It's cool. Yeah, we honestly, almost all of our staff that's here today started with us. Sweet. A few people have left because they've moved away or had, had major career changes, yeah. which is totally expected. Uh, and it's pretty shocking that the number of people are still with us that are. Yeah. Uh, so that feels really good. It's like, oh, cool. A year ago, I apparently knew what I was selling to them <laughs> yeah. as far as a job. Yeah. And, and they've really grown with us. Uh, so that's pretty exciting. I took a lot of vacations right before we opened. That's what every manager <laughs> says. Like, I should have taken a vacation first. Yeah. No, I already did that. Cool. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> so, Charlie, do you have any uh, favorite beers to brew so far in your system? or are they all? I mean, I guess what I usually answer to that question is the Dream Pop. Um, yeah. Because I'm really proud of that because it's kind of its own, you know, it's one of our top seller, if not our top selling mm -hmm. beer. Um but it's kind of its own unique thing. Um, yeah. Uh, while still being a hazy, hoppy beer. Right. That, you know, will satisfy what most people are looking for right now, but it really has a unique character. It's I, not typical it, or whatever. It has um, mosaic, but it also has mandarina Bavaria hops in it. Um, uh, so that's an interesting combo that I really love. And 
It has a very interesting malt from Valley Malt called Naked Crystal Oats, which has kind of like a cookie-like character to it. Interesting. For lack of a better. <laughs> but it, but it, it, goes cool. great, it goes great in the beer. Yeah. And, um, it's just kind of a cool recipe, and I, I'm, I enjoy brewing it and, yeah. and drinking it. Nice. <laughs> That's cool. I don't see a single TV in here. Is that... Is that true? It's hidden. It's hidden. <laughs> Ooh. We, um, well, we actually oh, use a couple TVs behind for us. all of our oh, menus. Just, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just fine. Yeah, yeah. No, so we use TVs for all of our menus, which is cool because we're, we're changing, the, changing the menus constantly, and it allows us to keep from printing a ton of yeah. menus and then throwing them away the next day. Let's just be honest. You guys don't have good handwriting. So no, 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 no. no. <laughs> um, but we also, you know, we really struggled with the idea of, like, do we show important games? Do we right. show... You know, the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. Do we show things that people seem to care about? And um, where we've settled is that we actually installed a projector, like, down in the brewery. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh there yeah. it is. Yeah, so nice. that comes down. And we will put on, like, playoff games, and, like, I'm a basketball fan. Yep. And some of, our, some of our staff are really adamant about watching, you know, whatever. Yeah. So generally, if somebody asks, we'll be like, oh, yeah, sure, we can put that on for you. Yeah. Um, we don't always have the wherewithal to think, Oh, right. Like this Let's game is on tonight. We yeah. got <laughs> to make sure to schedule it. But um, we realize that people probably aren't coming here to make sure they know every detail about like game. Well, tonight, let's see the Bruins is game six. Yep. Game five for the Celtics? No, yeah, yeah, game, game five for yeah. the Celtics, yeah. right? So I guess we're going to have to yeah. play the Bruins game. So <laughs> I know. I, I'm conflicted tonight. It's going to yeah. be switching back and forth. I know. Huh? So, so we know we're not going to be the place that somebody who is extremely into right. the game right. is yeah. going to be. Yeah. But if we can keep a group of friends here because one person does care what the score is, then we want it to be on and just be right. here. And we can, so why not? Yeah. yeah. It doesn't hurt anyone. It doesn't hurt anyone. Yeah, well, unless it distracts the staff, <laughs> which is definitely true sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we, we've gone over kind of your name, where, what the tap space looks like. Cover um, the basics, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know what, uh, some of your opinions on trends in beer. Um, we see everyone, because uh, we're on Untapped. We don't, I don't use them. I, I really oh, don't. No, I kind of no. suck at it. <laughs> My sound guy's good at it, but yeah. I suck at yeah. using it. Um, what do you guys think of Untapped? They did kind of something kind of crappy this weekend, I heard, so... So, <laughs> I mean, most brewers I talk to hate it. Yeah, that's definitely. I usually <laughs> take the other side. I actually will stick my neck out and say I kind of like Untapped. Wow. Um, Ooh, yeah. This is the first All one. All right. This it's is the first one I think. I know. I'm the only one. Um, the reason I like it is because people give you a very succinct, um, you know, very quick, um, brief description of what they think of your beer. Um, and yeah, I know that a lot of the people reviewing your beers don't know anything about beer, <laughs> but that you have to live with that, you know. Um, but the people that do know something about beer and maybe they write like one sentence or less um, and they say, you know, uh, nice fruity IPA, wish it was more bitter or less bitter or something. That, that, that to me is like a nice um, something that I can do, uh, you know, I can file that away and, um, mm -hmm. and, and it's something I can use. Versus some of the other places that you can find reviews of beer where there's like a sprawling three or four paragraph. <laughs> yeah. You know, that doesn't do anything for yeah. me. So, um, oh, so I actually, <laughs> you know, I actually don't mind Untapped. Interesting. And it's a good, I mean, as far as checking things in on it, I've kind of stopped doing that just 
because I don't have time, but like, um, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a good way to remember beers that you've had. Mm-hmm. If you go somewhere and you're in a tasting and there's like nine, you try nine beers and some of them are amazing and then you don't check them in, you don't write it down anywhere. Um, you don't remember. You, you're never going to, yeah. you're going to be telling someone, oh, I had this amazing beer and you don't know what it was. So untapped is a decent way to like, just really quickly check something yeah. in. Yeah. I'm always a little critical when people don't remember our beer names. They're like, oh, yeah, I'll take the, the pop one. Come on, dream pop. Come on. Uh, and I think that Untapped is actually good for that. It's good yeah. for actually connecting a beer, a brewery to the beers they make mm-hmm. in a way that because we don't package and because we, you can't find our beer on the shelves, yeah. um, it might la- provide a more lasting memory. Hmm. Yeah. But that's unproven, so who knows? <laughs> so our listeners can find this on our YouTube channel. We are going to do the first <laughs> Brewers Read Their Bad Untapped Reviews. Stay tuned. So stay tuned. <laughs> awesome. But, so we know what you think of Untapped, which is kind of shocking. I mean, I, I don't know how you get value out of it, but it's good to know that <laughs> someone, someone does. does. <laughs> I don't know. I saw one. You said you there's, mentioned there's what, a like way. a beer glass and a middle finger. So it's like, what do you get out of that one? <laughs> Nothing at all. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure there are comic, gems in there. Comic, comic relief. relief. There you yeah, go. Yeah. There you go. Um, New England IPAs. What do you think about that? I mean, you seem to be a fan, Charlie. I mean, <laughs> I, I I like them generally. Yeah. I You know, I, I have some reservations about um, having to do with the, you know, sometimes they're they're so so turbid that um, mm. you're, you're like chewing on hops on the finish, yeah. especially like if you're drinking from the can, the very bottom of the can, you have to know not to drink that, <laughs> um, which is fine. Yeah. But um, that I I usually love the aroma. I love the sort of ripe, um, bright juicy fruit aroma to New England IPAs and we try to get that in a lot of our IPAs um, um, so if I have a if I have any issues with New England IPA it's more in the the finish um, where you can you can actually have hot particles in your mouth yes. and that's not fun yes and, and I'm also for the record not a fan of lactose in IPAs but what about um, noted <laughs> what about brutes um you know what? We did a Brute IPA. Um, in, Wildly popular. And it people was, keep asking for I it. I liked it. Yeah. Um, and people liked it. Uh, that was in... It came out on New Year's Eve. Um, Fitting, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, it's not my favorite style of IPA. I, I like... I'm sort of... Uh, I guess I would say I don't love really sweet IPAs with a lot of lactose, and I don't love super dry IPAs. I'm kind of like right in the middle, you know? Yeah. Give me something that's like three Play-Doh finishing gravity and... And uh, has some, yeah. a little bit of body to it, but not too much body, um, and a lot of hops. Yeah. Um, so, in general, like, how do you feel about the trend of IPAs? Like, or maybe even like, what's the next trend, or what trend would you like to see come along? I don't know if I have a really good answer <laughs> to that. Um, I mean, what we're trying to do here, like I just said, basically, is is um, we're trying to make IPAs with really pure, uh, focused hop character. Um, yeah. the, fruitiness we're not doing like dank old school ipas but we're also right. not doing like ipas that you can't see through um <laughs> so we're, we're trying to just like use the hops um a lot of the sort of more new school hops right. um and get the juiciness um in a really focused way but but uh without some of the downside of new england ipas yeah yeah I guess I feel like New England IPA is this new term that encompasses 
it definitely a certain style, but so many people are making them, mm-hmm. and some are really, really good, and some are really, really bad. Yes. <laughs> yes. There's yes. no middle so, ones. It's really weird. <laughs> it is just kind of like, well, what is, what, I want to say, what's the purpose of this style name when there's such a vast spectrum? Yeah. And, and that kind of goes to, you know, when we opened, we were like, we, re- we want to make beers that are different styles, but we don't want to peg it to a style. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a big part of sort of my brewing philosophy, if there is one, is that, is that try to formulate beers that are based on what I, what I want the beer to come out tasting like, not trying to fit it into a certain style. Yeah. And, and it sounds like, I don't know whether that sounds like a real distinction or not, but it, it, it matters, I think, to try to, you know... To brew good beer, good. not necessarily a, a yeah, style. Yeah, you come, come up with something that's going to be unique and good on its yeah. own without thinking about, is this going to be a brute IPA? or, or no, I mean, we did, yeah. we did a brute IPA. But, um, you know, try, we try not to... A lot of the beers on our tap list, Bow Street Session is a good example of something that's not a, a certain style. You know, we, we're calling it a session beer. It's not a session IPA. Yeah. Um, it's not, you know, it's not a British beer it's not a you know pale ale it, what is it it's it's just a beer it's that we thing, made that, right yes we want you to come and drink this just beer, beer. <laughs> and order a bow street session yeah well, winter it's pretty safe to say we're probably not going to get any more snow in new england <laughs> you don't you know say that. You say yeah. That, yes. um, and typically we see the end of stout season happen um, but this year i think might be a little bit different with this craze about dessert stouts um Opinions this, on dessert stouts. I think this is really ironic because I was telling Charlie like a month, maybe a month, maybe two months ago that I listened to a podcast that was like, stouts are dead. <laughs> All, everyone's saying that nobody likes stouts anymore, but breweries are saying that stouts are still selling. Yeah. So is it, you know, is it the media industry is killing stouts? What's going yeah, on? And, yeah. And our, that was kind of like... certainly isn't. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying not to. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that was kind of on the cusp of like the pastry stout yeah. trend. Um. But yeah. I, I don't. I don't understand why they would say that stouts are dead. I mean, I feel like the evidence from from here, from the one year that we've been open, is it yeah. doesn't matter what time of year it is. Um, dark beer. We're usually going to have one, one to three dark beers yeah. on our menu, and um, they sell about the same amount, which is to say a lot less than our IPAs and less than our <laughs> sours, but but they sell, but they sell. and <laughs> people are pissed if they're coming in here looking for a dark beer. And it's not here. And it's not, and they, we, yeah. we don't have any dark beer. Yes, so I try to always true. have one. I've failed sometimes on that, but I, I try to always have one <laughs> dark beer at least. We just had three on until one of them kicked the other day. Um, but um, as far as pastry stouts goes, um, I, I mean, I, I, I like stouts um, in general. I, I, if they're sweet, that's fine. If they have chocolate and lactose and vanilla and raspberry pies added to the mash, that's <laughs> fine. Like, but like, as long as it's a good beer. I mean, there's sometimes they're just a little too, yeah, yeah. too one-dimensional cool. and sweet. But um, I don't have a problem with the style per se if it's a good beer. <laughs> we, we just, I mean, we have a beer called Exquisite Corpse on right now, which is not really, it's not quite sweet enough to be a pastry style, but it's a lot sweeter than most beers. Most, yeah. um, and, and that's got um, cocoa nibs from Taza and um, liquid cacao added and vanilla beans um, and it's an 11% alcohol barrel aged imperial stout yeah so I mean that type of thing is great um, we could have made it even sweeter I suppose but 
again, we're just trying to make a beer that tastes good and not lump it into a certain style. Yeah. 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 So when you guys try to think of everyone that's coming into the brewery, you have coffee, you have tea, beer, water, etc. <laughs> uh, if someone comes into your doors and they say, you know, I like, um, you know, the yellow fizzy stuff that's from Colorado. And it's a light beer. A lot, I know a lot of people say, what's your lightest beer? Right. Which is a yeah. tough conversation. Because well, it's yeah. like, do you want the lowest alcohol beer? Great, right. most recession. Right. Do you want something that tastes really delicate and goes down easy? Great, dream pop. Do you want something that is dry and doesn't leave you with a lingering finish on your palate? Yeah. Awesome, whatever saison we have on. Yeah. So that's really, uh, it, it's an interesting question, right? What's your lightest beer? That's the question we get. We don't usually get, like, what's uh, an alternative for what I would get yeah. for $3 yeah. down D- at the corner store. What is your Bud Lights? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> people, people have finally figured out in 2019 that you, you can't Order. get a Coors yeah. Light in, yeah. in a yeah. tap room that yeah. makes <laughs> beer. Yeah. And I have finally. to say, <laughs> yes. Yes. finally, I know, I think, you know, it's I've been working in breweries for, like, six years, and... Nobody comes in and asks for a bud anymore. And maybe it's because we don't have a kitchen and we don't have seating. And yeah. I've had one person ask for a Corona and I like totally laughed it off. <laughs> like, hey man, do you know where you are? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think that we really, we, we see someone walk up to the bar and they're like scared, they're confused, they've never been here before. Our menu is in really, really tiny font. Yeah. Yep. And it's hard to find. And it's great to start by saying, well, what do you usually drink or do you want to taste our beer? And, yeah. and I think it's, it's given us a level of hopefully accessibility that everyone can feel okay about. Yeah. Um, but I have had some, uh, some neighborhood folk come in and they'll drink a couple sessions and they're like, you guys put too much alcohol in this. I can drink 25 Coors Lights and feel fine, you know? <laughs> And, uh, oh God! Yeah, yeah. So, so four point nine percent is too high. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Good to know. <laughs> yeah, we've had some guests asking us to make. I think it was just one guy, but he was like, "You guys really got to make a two percent beer." So there's some demand out cool. there. There's demand for that. everything. <laughs> All right. Who knows? Maybe. Like I said, maybe we have very diverse customer yes. base. Yeah, that's for sure. All right, so. Where do we see you guys next? I know you're you're happy with the tap space. Um, you said, you said crawlers. Mm-hmm. Um, no no plan to do canning and distribution or. Nope. No, that's awesome. <laughs> no, that's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. we we laugh about that a lot because we're kind of like, well, where the heck would our canning line go? Yeah. Right, and, uh, right. Even yeah. even, even the, Ironheart coming in would be like a big yeah. Right, the amount that yeah. we brew, we couldn't even commit to brewing enough for them to come in and do a batch for us. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, we'd have to take up like two. Or more of our serving tank of our five <laughs> serving tanks. Right. And we just yeah. can't do that, you know. Yeah. And there's, there's no floor drains in the tap room. Um, <laughs> we, we, we just couldn't have Ironheart come in and do yeah. it. I mean, yeah. Sixteen ounce cans are great. It's not like we don't want to have people be able to take four packs of our beer home. It's of just course. That practically, it's just not going. And we're not really thinking about contract brewing. You know, yeah. our whole thing is like we want to make make the beer. You yeah. Know? Which That's I think is cool. Like it's nice to just have it here yeah people have to come here to get it 
Exactly. Yeah, and it yeah. was kind of part of the vision when we knew we were going to be in Bow Market again. Like, we want mm-hmm. people to be coming to this market. We want them to be coming all the time. We want them to be eating food and trying a new beer right. and coming to, you know, Tuesday night's open mic night at the comedy studio. So yeah. we love to tell people, like, oh, you're here. You don't have plans. Go check that out. Like, how how else can we get people to keep going back again and again? Well, if they can only get the beer here. <laughs> so part of that, too, I was curious. Do you guys allow people to bring food in from oh, Bow Market? Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's awesome. That was... You know, a big part of the vision was yeah, this, yeah. Um, you know, community aspect that we don't we don't want to serve food. We don't have any space right, for a kitchen. Right. There's just no way that could be part of what we do. So, and and all of the food places in Bow Market have like maybe ten seats or zero seats. Right. <laughs> so if you want to eat yeah. food, there's not really a ton of options other than in our space. And yeah. and it is a pretty nice symbiosis. Yeah, it's good synergy Definitely. between you guys. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And the food is awesome. There's so many good. You have a ton of options places. here. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. the food is good. Yeah. yeah. The pizza is so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, going on that, uh, let's get to know you guys a little bit more. Do you guys have a perfect beer and food pairing? Hmm. Dream pop. <laughs> and what? And what? With the, everything. everything. Yep. <laughs> uh, actually, we did. Um, so Hooked is here, and they sell wholesale fish to go home with. You can get, like, a fish bowl, like a poke bowl or fish tacos, and they sell oysters. And you can just get, like, a dozen shucked oysters. And when we had light form and oysters... Mm, yeah, totally. We did it for... Oh, it was, we did it as, like, a light form release day that they came in here. and Light form just, is, like, a farmhouse goes that we did mm-hmm. um, oh. with peach puree. Cool. Those um, and so seafood always goes well yeah. together, I yep. think. Yep. I think that would yep. be my perfect pairing. Nice. Oh man, you're stumping. I mean, everything <laughs> everything works. Uh, I've I've got some like great pairings of beers and food that I've had in the past. But uh, uh, as far as beers that we do here, um, I guess I would say like you know, Clip Art, um, our IPA that w- where the hops rotate on it. Um, that beer has such a savory hop finish to it, and. Um, I would say that that paired with like, you know, some tacos from uh, Hooked or um, the or or <laughs> definitely pick, yeah the pickle pizza Ooh. specifically from from <laughs> Hotbox um, or even the um, a, a bowl of from bibimbap from the um, from Perillas. Oh yeah. So um, any any spicy like full flavored stuff at Bow Market, which there's lots of, um, paired with. Clip art IPA would be my answer nice. to that. Nice. Very cool. Uh, do you have any guilty pleasure beers? Hmm, guilty pleasure. I feel like I Modelo just... Especial. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. I was like, we were just talking <laughs> we about just this. Had, it was was you. it Cinco de Mayo? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Charlie, band practice, Modelo. <laughs> nice. nice. Yeah, I mean, that's that's like pretty much a macro beer, but it's just flavorful Still. enough where I can enjoy yeah. it. And I do have a thing for that beer. Yeah, I I feel like um, I don't know if this counts as a guilty pleasure. I have a really like soft spot in my heart for like Sierra Pale Ale. Yeah, totally. Yeah, Yeah. it's a great beer. And um, you know, one of my old bosses, we would go to this bar in JP. You know, every like one day of the week, we always got off at the same time. We'd go get a beer, and we always just drank Sierras. We'd crush a bunch of Sierras, (laughs) and and it it gives me a really fond memory of like of our time working together. And like, you you can't even find that beer on draft anymore. No, except for the comedy studio. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. 
So then along with that, what do you guys have in your fridge at home? Whirlpool. Night, night shift Whirlpool. Yeah, I actually that's a good go-to. Uh, synchronizer as well. Night yep. shift did that in collab with somebody else. But I have to admit, I have a friend who works at night shift, so <laughs> my fridge always is night shift. Yep, yep. that's oh, awesome. Yeah. My fridge is is almost cleaned out at the very at, at oh, this moment but i i just drank um an unbelievably good bottle from bear wolf brewing last Ooh. night which they just they did a um yeah amos bear yep yeah yeah i like those guys they they did a um i don't remember the name of the beer sadly but they're always there it was, they're, it was, they the, was no i mean they've only done one of these i think it was a barrel aged um sour red um that, that had been aged okay. in cabernet barrels i believe it's interesting and um it was really nice. Yeah. I think nice. I still have one Mickler Spontan that I've been meaning to bring in and drink with you. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see if it makes it in. <laughs> we, we, from time to time, we have little tastings in the yeah. afternoon. Um, nice. Keep, what are you gonna do with beer but drink it? Right. <laughs> you uh, mentioned Night Shift did a collaboration. You guys just recently did a collaboration with Winter Hill and Aeronaut. Yeah. Um, I haven't heard of many tri collaborations, tri collaborations, whatever we want to call yeah. it. Well, you had an <laughs> awesome term for it. What was it? Oh, uh, our, I think we were calling it a multi iteration collaboration. Yes. 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 Yeah, because each version is slightly different. Yeah. 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 They're so all based off the same idea, but slightly different. Yeah. Hoppy Lager. Yeah, I think this well, is the best idea because. Not not only it's 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 not just a collab that you can only get here, but we're like, ooh, this is our version. Now go to yeah. Aeronaut and try their version. Yeah. Now yeah. go to Winter Hill and try their version. So it's yeah. really like it's just great for all of us. So it makes you want to go to the other breweries. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. true. It's I cool. mean you guys are practicing what you preach, you talk about community yeah. and everything. So awesome. You wanna talk about the actual beer though? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I highly recommend trying all three. Um so um the the idea was um Hey, we just wanted to do a, a collaboration between the three breweries um, just because, you know, we're friends and uh, we enjoy each other's breweries and we thought it'd be a cool thing to do. Um, uh, but the beer itself, the idea is um, we use lager yeast. Um, I'll, I'll use the same strain of lager yeast at, at ale temperatures, so sort of a steam beer technique. Cool. But, um, but it's much, much hoppier than a, a typical California common or steam beer. Um, and the other concept was that uh, the beer's called Some of the Parts. So um, Aeronaut used Citra, Hallertau Blanc, and Whole Melon um, as three hops that they used in theirs. Um, and theirs is called Some of the Parts, S-U-M. Yep. Um, Winter Hill and us, um, ours are called Some of the Parts, S-O-M-E. And each of us used two of those three hops. <laughs> it's a little complicated, I know. No, that's but, cool. Uh, you, you, you know, so so we, got, we drew... Uh, Citra and whole melon, and Jeff did um, over at Winter Hill did um, Halotau Blanc and Citra, and oh. um, and I think it's really cool. Like we tried, we went over to Winter Hill on Friday and tried all three next to each other, and it's awesome. They're all nice. good, and they're all a little bit different. Yeah, and they all kind of display our own house characters, and um, I recommend, highly recommend trying them. It's okay. awesome. Cool. Well, thank you guys again for taking some time out of your day. Well, sure. evening at this point. And uh, uh, when is your one-year anniversary yeah, again, yeah, yeah. too? Let us know. Uh, yeah. Uh, May 18th. Coming up. Nice. Very soon. So soon. Yeah. So, Be there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's actually, we're, we're super stoked because um, the way Bone Market is set up, we were able to get a special event license. Ooh. So we're basically hosting a beer fest oh, with sweet. Mystic, Aeronaut, Winter Hill, uh, exhibit A, Springdale, oh my God. Oh. Dancing Gnome, awesome. Thrush. Yeah. Oh my God. So 
and, and Hermit Thrush. Yeah, yeah. We've invited Ooh. all these breweries that we've so done cool. collabs with. Yeah. Yes. May 18th sounds like a day. Okay, we may have to <laughs> mark that down. That's Saturday, <laughs> May 18th. Yeah, right. so we, we are selling tickets. Uh, there's two sessions. Your ticket yeah. gets you unlimited samples from all of the breweries. Cool. And a really cute little glass. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. So if anyone did want to check out Remnant before that event mm-hmm. um, or after, where are you guys located? Oh, in the heart of Union Square, Bow Market, Somerville, Massachusetts. Mind the construction. Take an Uber. <laughs> yeah, definitely take. Just walk yeah. from where. Yeah. If, if you're in Dorchester, just walk. It'll be yeah. faster. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, where can we find you guys on social media to find out about some events? Oh, for sure. At Remnant Brewing on Instagram. At Remnant Brewing on Twitter. That's all we got, right? Maybe Ooh, Facebook. Facebook. Oh, yeah. Well, Brandon Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, we're Very easy good. to find. And Erica, do you want to ask our last question? Yeah. What are you guys most proud of? And that's as vague as you want it to be. It doesn't have to be like craft beer. I'm proud of the fact that I'm not going to eat the pizza that I smell right now. Oh, my God. It smells amazing, <laughs> it smells <so> honestly. <laughs> I get by. I do like one pizza every two weeks. Good Oof. for you. I know. It's that's pretty it's good. Really good. <laughs> I guess I'm, I'm proud of um, having a job that I love and uh, being in a position in life where I have family and friends and co-workers that I really enjoy working with and are great people. That's awesome. Very good. Brittany? I'm really proud of the staff that we have here. Um, they've, Like I said, they, a lot of them have been here since the very beginning. I've seen them grow and develop and learn and and they're really extremely different people from different backgrounds and um it it just makes me stoked that when you walk in you're gonna see somebody different and be able to connect on any number of different levels they're cool people very cool awesome excellent love it well thanks guys for doing this again and uh we'll catch you soon (laughs) thank you cheers Cheers, cheers Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode. Uh, This week's guest was Remnant Brewing in Somerville, Mass. Please make sure you guys check them out and follow them on social media. Um, And tell them that we sent you because we really enjoyed their brewery and had a great time. Um, If you guys feel so compelled to help us out, all we ask is please, if you enjoyed the podcast, leave a five-star review on your favorite podcast directory. Uh, That helps us out more than you can even imagine. Gets our podcast in the the ears of more people out there in podcast land. And lastly, uh, follow us on social media because we are going to be doing something really, really cool coming out that we don't think anyone else in the industry is doing yet. So stay tuned for that. And until next week, we will be featuring our guest. Who is it, Ryan? Oh, Ryan doesn't know. Erica, who is it? Who's our guest next week? Who's our guest next week? (laughs) Our guest next week's Idle Hands. Oh, yeah, right. Idle Hands, you dinguses. Yeah. So uh, Idle Hands going through some pretty big changes, but. Pretty big changes. We've got some. We're excited. Yeah. So until next week. Cheers. 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 Cheers.